It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to New York. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, right now. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And with the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs just about to begin, there are so many different money lines or puck lines and bets that you can make. One that I'm really banking on is for the Seattle Kraken to move on to the conference finals after the second round matchup against the Dallas Stars. They have a lot of momentum, and I think it really is a good bet to make for them to win the series. How many games they win in is up to you. But that's just an example of the many different types of bets you can make during these hockey playoffs. And if you want to get in on the action, here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas City, 
plus 21 in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for other offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. So we are now pushed to the brink of elimination after an absolute ass-kicking that we were given to at the hands of the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and now we're down to our last life. And it'll be really interesting to see how this team uh, responds after that type of game. But what is going on, Devils fans? You already know it is your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano. And welcome, as always, to another edition, a playoff edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your now trailing in the series three games to one new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope, and I know it's hard, but I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly appreciate Everything I just saw the Devil State of My podcast once again in the top 100 uh, for hockey um, in North America. So thank you guys for making the Devil State of Mind podcast as popular as it has been throughout this entire year. So I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and let's continue to build this as we move forward. Uh, this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful friends and our official sports betting partner at DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, with the Stanley Cup playoffs now well into round two and actually getting relatively close to the conference finals, uh, the NBA playoffs were getting very close to the conference finals there. Major League Baseball is going on, uh, spring football, and a bunch of other a bunch of other sporting events going on. And with all of that, DraftKings, you already know, is the number one place to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. So if you want to get in on this exciting action, you go to DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up while using our promo code THPN. Again, promo code THPN. And as always, tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And again, a big thank you and shout out to the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast, DraftKings Sportsbook. And as always, Devils fans, make sure you bet responsibly. And also a shout out to our other sponsors here at the Devil's Cinema Podcast, and that is Raycon. And I've said it before, but I'll mention it again. If you want the best quality headphones, earbuds at half the price of the other major brands out there with also tremendous features like waterproof, um, easily gelled um, earbuds that can fit into your ears very easily and don't fall out, noise canceling, and so much more. You go to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 15% off your order. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 15% off your order. So another big shout out and thank you to our other sponsors at Raycon for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So here we are. Um, I didn't record last night. I'm actually recording this. Um, on Wednesday morning. Uh, I know at times I'm not always right away recording right after a game. I also know I haven't been live on Instagram in a while, uh, which I partially apologize for. But then again, also, especially after some of these losses, you don't really have much to say. Um, and I try to give myself time to 
go to sleep, rest, and allow myself to really collect my thoughts before I, um, you know, before I, I come on here and talk to you guys a little bit. Uh, again, should be a relatively short episode because there isn't a whole lot to really recap. Um, the Devils started this game four knowing that if they win, they will definitely force a game six back in New Jersey over the weekend and will tie the series up at two games apiece, just like they did against the Rangers in round one. Um, so they came into that with that. And, you know, they, they also came in with a little bit of confidence offensively scoring eight goals in game three and really, you know, obliterating the hurricanes in many ways. But the biggest question mark was the fact that despite the devil scoring eight goals, they gave up four and three of them were shorthanded. And quite frankly, Vitek Vanacek was not really that good. And he hasn't been good this entire playoffs. And it was a big question mark over the, you know, 48 hours leading up to this game as to whether or not the Devils should go back to VTech. I argued, and I think a lot of people as well argued, that the Devils should go back to Akira Schmidt, the, the kid who has gotten two shutouts in these playoffs. And yeah, he struggled in games one and two, but I don't think that it was overly because of him him specifically. Um, he, did, he definitely did make some mistakes, but it wasn't entirely his fault. Um, same thing can be said to an extent with VTech as well. You know, your power play gives up three short-handed goals. Shouldn't happen, but... You know, it did. Uh, nonetheless, um, VTech did get the start. Wasn't exactly thrilled about it. Was a little bit nervous. And that's that's unfortunate considering how, for the most part this season, we've had nothing but the utmost confidence in number 41. But certainly in the playoffs up until this point, just had not given up less than four goals in a game. I mean, just really, really wasn't that, wasn't that great. Um, the Hurricanes didn't make a lot of um, moves. Uh, uh, I forgot the player's name, McMirren, I believe. I probably said it incorrectly. Um, he actually went in for a Yessi Pugliarvi. That was the only change because the Devil, the Hurricanes went back to Freddie Anderson, which I actually think was probably a good move. Um, Auntie Ranta's still sick. I do wonder if um, Ranta was healthy. And when I mean healthy, like not even, you know, also not sick. I wonder if uh, they the Hurricanes would have gone to Ranta because he's always a really good security blanket for Carolina. But um, yeah, other than that, I mean, not much, not much changed. Uh, the Devils went with basically everything that they went with in Game Three, and that's kind of um, that's kind of something that Lindy Ruff constantly does. Uh, he doesn't really make changes after a win, despite a lot of things. Um, so the Devils went back to eleven by seven, eleven forward, seven defensemen. Again, not a surprise. Uh, and so, yeah, Devils coming in, big opportunity here. Big opportunity, and you really wondered how Carolina was going to respond after that game three shellacking that they uh, that they got. Um, and it, things looked really good right away from the opening puck drop uh, through the first, I would say, six or seven minutes of this game. The Devils were flying all over the ice. They were peppering Anderson uh, with shots and opportunities, and it looked like that the Devils were going to really, really get this one rolling. And I mean, look, minute 55 in, Jack Hughes deflects a Timo Meyer shot off of his leg and in through the legs of Anderson. And the Devils, just less than two minutes into this game, have the one nothing lead with Jack Hughes getting his sixth goal of this postseason. And that's what now five points in the last two games. Uh, three goals in the last two games. You know, Jack Hughes has found his scoring again up until this point. 
Um, and everything was looking great. And the Devils had two or three chances right after that where they could have made it two or three nothing and really kind of almost put this one out of reach for Carolina in the first period. But as that first period progressed, the Hurricanes settled down. They found their game. And late in the period, Martin Natchez, who has been criticized a lot from people, uh, especially from the Hurricanes' perspective about he needs to step up. Well, he does. As he gets a saucer feed from Jordan Martinook that was knocked down by Damon Severson, but it wasn't knocked down enough as it still bounced to Natchez and kind of out of midair, Natchez roofs one past Vitek's stick side and ties the game up at one. And I do wonder if Vitek should have had that one. Not the greatest, uh, but that tied the game up at one. And that was the result at the end of one period of play. So I felt the Devils got off to a good start, but kind of fell back defensively um, after that, after the couple chances, even after they scored. So it was one-to-one. So, you know, everything seems fine. Nothing to panic about. Um, And then Vitek Vanacek imploded. Uh, In the span of five minutes, starting at the 7.26 mark to the 12.46 mark, the Hurricanes scored not one, not two, not three, not four, four, um, not three, but four goals in the span of five minutes. And that was the game. That was the game. Martin H just got his second. Brett Pesci got his uh, Martin H's second of the game. Brett Pesci got his second of the series. Jesper Foster was a point in every game so far in the series. Got himself one. Brent Burns finally got uh, got his first goal of the playoffs. And despite Lindy Ruff calling a timeout and everything like that, the damage was already done. Vitek was pulled after it was 5-1. to one. Akira Schmid came in. He did give up one goal. Jordan Martinook getting his third of the playoffs, roofing one over the glove of Akira Schmid. Jordan Martinook, by the way, 10 points in just four games in the series. He has been nothing but phenomenal. And at one point this year, he was actually put on waivers back in November. So it's crazy to think that Martinook almost wasn't on this team at this point, but I'm sure the Hurricanes are glad that he is now. And uh, that was it. Devils get blown out for the third time in this series and drop this one in New Jersey by the final score of 6-1, to one, giving up six unanswered goals after taking the one nothing lead and are now in a daunting uh, position of being down three games to one with Game 5 back in Carolina tomorrow, Thursday night, um, and two of the final three games of the series will be in Carolina. Game 6 will be on Saturday. If there is a Game 6, it'll be in New Jersey. And then Monday, next Monday, will be Game 7, if there is a Game 7. So, I've had people ask me a bunch up until, to you know, right now, um, what happened? What happened? And there's a lot of different things you can look at and say, this, this is what happened. And I'll point out the ones, in my opinion, that are really the biggest factors. Number one, I think Lindy going back to VTech was a bad move. I think Lindy did not do a good job of separating the fact that the Devils, while they did score eight goals in game three, they gave up three shorthanded goals and four goals overall. Uh, and VTech did not look good. He didn't show any signs of 
like that he was ready to go, that he's back to form. I think he should have gone to Akira Schmidt. I think Akira Schmidt would have given us a better game. I think Akira Schmidt deserves the opportunity to get back in net. I think he most likely will play game five. But I think, and I and I spoke about this with Kyle Manifold on our live watch along last night on THPN's YouTube channel. He kind of brought it up. He said that could that, that decision to play VTech over Akira Schmidt in game four and with the result that we got may have cost the Devils the series right there. It may have ended the season. It may, it may have very well ended any hope that the Devils may have had to win this series and move on. Um, and it's really frustrating that Lindy looks like, again, he's getting outcoached by the other team. He's not making adjustments. Um, he's letting guys, he's letting, he let Vitek stay in there way too long. He should have been pulled when it was at least three to one. Because right there, boom, boom, like that. And it's like, okay, he, he doesn't have it. He's given up three goals already. He's in danger of giving up four or more. And that's exactly what he did. Lindy calls a timeout when it was four to one. And he keeps VTech in the game and seconds later gives up another goal. It To me, it was one of those situations where it's a fireable offense. I know that people say that it's ridiculous to think that Lindy Ruff should be fired after how this season has gone. But for all the good that Lindy has done, and believe me, he's done wonders this season and is a Jack Adams finalist, under, you know, rightfully so, considering what he did in the regular season. Um, you know, he's made a lot of mistakes in these playoffs, getting out coached and really hurting the team. So that's that's one thing. The second thing is Nico Heischer, once again, being the leader that he is, just being bluntly honest, that the Devils quit in those in those five minutes. They just put their head down and didn't do anything to try to stop the bleeding. It just spiraled out of control. And uh, Devils just did not go back to their game after scoring the first goal and having a couple of chances after that. For the next 55, 54, 53 minutes of that game, the Devils just packed it. They thought that they were going to roll over Carolina, and Carolina had about as good of a response as they as you could after getting blown out. Um, and the Devils just didn't recover and just allowed Carolina to do whatever they wanted and they, they made us pay again. Um, so the whole team really did give up in that game. Um, I don't really want to pick on individuals. Um, you know, there's some guys that, you know, I have choice words about in terms of, you know, not really being there in terms of helping us out. Uh, you're not going to win a lot of games scoring one goal, but it was in those five minutes, it was like the devil's just the life out of that team and in the building was just gone. And there wasn't much they could do. You would have liked to have seen them maybe get a goal or two in the third to make it look more respectable and maybe get some momentum going into game five. But again, you know, Rob Brindamore did a good job of keeping his team focused and saying we, we can't allow them to get any sort of life and any sort of momentum going into game number five back in, back in Raleigh. Um, so yeah, it's possible that that was the last home game of the season for this devil's team. If it is very sad way to go out, but let's keep this in mind. Let's, let's put a positive spin 
on where we are. And I don't want to talk about looking back on the season and everything because of what I'm about to say. As hard as this is to admit, as hard as this is for Devils fans to look at right now in this moment, the series is still not over. They are down three games to one. They haven't lost the fourth game yet. The closest they've gotten so far in this in this playoffs is being tied at three games apiece going into game seven. That's what that's the closest they've had, you know, back in the first round against the Rangers. This is the ultimate adversity that this young Devils team has ever faced. Um, they are going into what a lot of people would think to be an impossible situation. They have to win the next three and win two in Carolina. We talked about at the beginning of the series that the Devils had to win at least one game in Carolina. And so far, they have gotten blown out in two games in Carolina. So I get why people might think that it's impossible for the Devils to win on win in Carolina. Well, the Devils have won in Carolina this year. In the regular season. I understand, but it was in the regular season. They won in Carolina. The other thing is that, again, I know it's the regular season, but the Devils are right now the best team on the road still left in the playoffs right now. They have been road warriors all season long. And another thing to keep in mind is that the Devils throughout the majority of this season, if not all of it, whenever they've gotten into a funk, whenever they've gotten beat up or embarrassed or whatever you want to call it, they find a way to turn it around and redeem themselves. And this is going to be that ultimate opportunity because we have seen teams come back from down 3-1. Here's a great example. Look at the Florida Panthers. They were down three games to one against Boston, losing game four. It felt like that the Panthers had no chance, that they looked exactly like a team that had just scraped into the playoffs at the last minute and were getting outclassed by the best team in NHL regular season history. Um, and they found a way to win game five. And Matthew Kachuk made a comment in the locker room after game five saying, we're going to win game six and we're going to win game seven. And that's exactly what they did. They went in, you know, beat up the Bruins in game six and then won an overtime in game seven and completed a three games to one comeback. They have won six in a row since they won game five back in Boston in the first round. And they are currently one win away from going to the conference finals. Today, they play game four at home with a chance to sweep the Leafs out of the playoffs. They found their game. They believed in one another and they believed that they could get it done. And they had to win not one, but two games in Boston, which seemed almost impossible. And they found a way to make the impossible possible. And I know that Florida has a different type of team than the Devils do. I get that. But there's already history, not just this year, but years in the past, that a team from down 3-1 has found a way to come back. And I want you to look at it this way. Devils win game five, right? Let's go with that. Devils win game five. However they win it, they win it. All of a sudden, the Devils get confidence to say, we can beat them. We can beat them on the road. We just did it. And now we get we get to go back to the Rock for at least one more opportunity to win a game at home in front of our fans in the playoffs. 
And that will give this team a lot of energy. The fans will look at it. And I know all of you. You'll look at it and say, hmm, it's not over yet. And let's say you win game six. Now, for Carolina, it's deja vu all over again. Because remember, they were up three games to two against the Rangers in round two last year. And lost the next two games, including game seven at home. Carolina would then go into game seven with way more pressure than the Devils. Because at that point, the Devils have won two in a row. They won a game in Carolina already. And now they have a chance to completely steal the series altogether in a game seven on the road, where we all know in game seven, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So it's not over. You got to win four to win a series. Carolina's only won three. And yes, every time, including in the first round, Every time the Devils have lost, they have gotten destroyed. They have gotten absolutely destroyed. Do I know why that is the reason? You can make an argument to say it's due to the youth and inexperience that the Devils have. that They don't know how to settle those things down. It could be that the goaltending is once again a question mark. And I think a lot of people are already saying that it's going to be a question mark in the offseason. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that once we get to the offseason. And I... I don't think we'll be in the offseason anytime soon. Because I still believe in this team. I believe in them until that until we know that they won't, they can't do it. Until we know for a fact that they're not going to win game five, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the series is over or that the season is over. I know I've already spoken to several people that believe that the series is over. And I get that. Because while we do see three one comebacks you know, every now and then. We don't see it very often. It doesn't consistently happen. But the hardest win to get for any team in the playoffs is that fourth win. Is there pressure on Carolina? There might be. Might be a little bit because they've been struggling for years to get out of the second round and now they have as good of a chance as any to do it. Um, But the Devils need to go into game five with no fear and just, throw, just be as desperate as possible. I want to see this team be 1,000% desperate. And sometimes desperation is the thing that gets the series to turn around. That all of a sudden the Devils know no game is guaranteed. You know, you never, you don't know when the last game of the season is going to be. And you just have to go out there and give it all. I just want to see this Devils team fight. If they lose game five, two to one or three to two, and they fought, I will be very proud of this team. Because at least then I could say they went down with a fight. If they get blown out again, it's a really hard way to go out. And this has been a phenomenal year, even up until this point right now. The fact that we're talking about the Devils in the playoffs in May, well into May, it's May 10th right now, is something that none of us could have predicted when the season started way back in October, especially after starting 0-2. But again, I don't want to think about the season as a whole. I don't want to think about the offseason. I don't want to think about anything except Game 5 tomorrow. And let's put it this way, Devils fans. We win game five. I think there's a very good chance we have, we have a game seven in Carolina. So I know it's hard right now, but I want you guys to take a deep breath and recognize that, yeah, we all feel this way because it wasn't that the Devils lost. It was the way that they lost and the fact that it was at home. Not good. But there is still another game to play. The Devils' lives are not over after after last night. They still, they still wake up today. 
and they'll wake up tomorrow still in the playoffs and still have as good of a shot as any to, to you know, go far in these playoffs. So I don't want to think about anything other than the Devils just have to win one game. And then if they win that one, then they just have to win another game. Then if they win that one, they just have to win another. They have to take it one game at a time. It's a cli- I know it's cliche, but they have to take it one game at a time. So that's the way I want to see this Devils team play. And I want to see them fight. And I want to see Akira Schmidt in that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I want. I think Lindy Ruff, he can't BS it. He can't try to be cute. He can't try to play guys just based off of what he saw in them in the regular season. He has to play the guys that he knows have won games for him in these playoffs. And he has to understand that your backs are to the wall. You have to be desperate. And you have to make adjustments. If things go... If things go wrong early on, you have to make those adjustments. You can't just accept that it's over and we're not going to win. You have to make adjustments. And so that's what I want to see from this Devils team. I want to see them fight. I want to see them compete. And obviously I want to see them win. And I do think they're going to win. This team has shown before that they can come back. They can redeem themselves. They've won three in a row before several times this season. They won 13 in a row at one point. So it's not impossible to think that they can't win three in a row. It's not over. It's not over till it's officially over and both teams are shaking hands at center ice. Okay? So, yeah. Let's throw that game away. It was awful. Today's a new day. Today's a new opportunity. Devils can get better today. They can certainly get better tomorrow. The great thing about being blown out is that there's, there's very... You know, the the bar that you set is very low at that point. So the only way that this team could go is go up, right? So let's put it that way. We know how tough it is to play in Carolina. We saw it how the first two games. But this Devils team has found some loopholes left, you know, here and there of what has been successful for them against this Hurricanes team. And now it's about taking the good from the games that they've played and making it your best effort. And make this game basically a game seven. Make every game a game seven, including game seven when we get when we get to that point. Because I really do believe that we'll get there. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I believe in this team, and I think you should as well. Because they've gotten this far, and there's nothing saying that they can't get further. So, you know what? Let's just go out there. Let's try to have fun. And uh, just cheer on our Devils team. Because no matter whether they win or lose, we're still going to be incredibly proud of this team because they've come a long way. But I really do believe that this series is still far from over. Devils fans, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium auto at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. And there are three features with the Raycon wireless earbuds that I enjoy the most. Noise canceling, they are waterproof, 
And they also don't come out of your ears very easily. They stick onto them very, very well. And, you know, you could shake your head and everything and they stay in very firm. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you could pay as low as $18 at checkout. Yes, $18. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They also have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And here are a list of some of the other major features. Three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear quality, water and sweat resistant, and eight hours of playtime in everyday earbuds. And if you want to get yourself a pair or a couple, here's what you do. You go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN.